Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're Out to Lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. How many kids have gazed up into the sky and pondered what it's like to be an astronaut or space traveler? How many adults for that matter? There's something about outer space which we get a glimpse of through the night sky that excites the 10-year-old kid watching Star Wars and all of us. Some people have turned that passion into a profession. With me today to discuss this is Bob Futiker, Executive Director of the National Center for Advanced Manufacturing, which, among other things, is building the rocket NASA is sending to Mars. The center is located at the NASA Michoud Assembly Facility in New Orleans and is home to a partnership between NASA, the state of Louisiana, LSU, and UNO. It was originally formed in 1999 and is a state-of-the-art research and production center focused on applying advanced manufacturing technologies to lightweight composite and metallic materials in support of the NASA space program. Bob is currently serving as the interim executive director of NCAM. He has spent his career in business and technology in South Louisiana, including stints at Arthur Anderson, General Electric, and NASA. Bob, it is a pleasure to have you here on Out to Lunch. Thanks so much for joining oh, us. Oh, thanks for the invitation. Really this is a thrill. cool stories you have to share. With me and Bob is Serena Pandos, Executive Director of the Louisiana Art and Science Museum, which, among other things, gets a lot of kids thinking about going to Mars and elsewhere in space. That's because the LASM is home to the Irene Pennington Planetarium, a 60-foot domed theater that is one of the most sophisticated multimedia presentation venues in the country. And if you've had kids in Baton Rouge, you know just how wonderful it is. But the LASM is about more than just the planetarium. It has a permanent collection of American American and European art, Louisiana modern and contemporary art, photography, and exhibitions on ancient Egypt, the solar system, and the universe. Serena has been president and executive director since early 2019, just about a year before COVID upended her world, like everyone else's. Serena, I know you have lots of great stories to share, too. Thanks so much for joining us on Out to Lunch. Thanks a lot, Stephanie. It's lovely to be here. And for those who can't don't have the pleasure of seeing us all, Serena wore her NASA astronaut suit, and Bob has his NASA logo suit shirt on. So we have a really great NASA theme going here. So, Bob, I'm going to come back and start with you. I mean... You're literally building the rocket that NASA is going to send to Mars. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pretty exciting, fun task uh, to see this thing being built over the years, and, and it's literally all put together right now. So it's ready to go. They're doing final testing. It'll take a few more months, and uh, but it's ready to go. So how does this N NCAM, is the acronym for your organization, so how, what role does NCAM play in this? So it's pretty fascinating. Um, like you said, starting in about year 2000, um, the state invested in one big piece of equipment down there, which is highly specialized advanced manufacturing uh, in the welding world, which welding for NASA is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And it proved successful. And then post-Katrina, uh, that facility, well, at Katrina, that, that facility survived and right. nothing else did. So that was quite a, 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 a measurement to what could be done in the future. So... 
all the manned space hardware programs are done at Michoud and have been and will be. And so our equipment, we added to that equipment to the tune of about 60 million bucks uh, wow. after Katrina. And it's uh, what it takes to build the rocket to go to the moon and Mars. And so, I mean, I assume y'all aren't doing the entire rocket there, part of it, or they, they do you components know, uh, here and there, or tip, can you not talk to, about it? Or tip what? to bottom, we can talk about it all, and it's exciting. We're super proud of it. It's all over the Internet. It's, you know, you can go to the NASA.com and, uh, or NASA.com slash SLS, or it's nicknamed Artemis, which is it's, it's a big, fabulous program, and uh, it's, uh, it's working. This is mind-boggling. And, Serena, you should have an exhibit on this in the LASM, which has some really cool space exhibits. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm still in awe um, <laughs> for the opportunity to meet Bob and realize how much we have in common. We were, uh, just before the show, we were speaking about how much both of our organizations contribute to workforce development. Right. And introducing the, uh, especially the the children who are you know middle to high and looking at what's what inspires them what what gives them that aha moment that gosh this is something I really want to pursue this is something I really want to try and I think it would just be so interesting if we could develop a tool or some type of measurement to learn the story of these people coming in you know, from the, you know, from 10 on to, well, you know, what got you interested in space? Well, it was my first night at the planetarium <laughs> or looking at the, the planet tower. And I knew I wanted to dedicate my life to discovering uh, new things and being a part of that mission, you know. So I just, I really wonder, uh, I really wonder about that, uh, yeah. how we can, how, how we can get together and promote workforce development and of course my favorite themes are time and space right 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 you know so how is the LASM doing I mean it is such a wonderful um you know it, it's not even a hidden jewel it's a well-known jewel but such a great asset to the Baton Rouge community and I mean I was I was serious if you've ever had kids I mean we lived there when my kids were young and we went all the time because they love the planetarium they love to see the mummy They'd go play in the hands-on exhibit. Um, what's going on there now? Uh, Stephanie, uh, you know, I'm just so, uh, we are just so overwhelmed by the generosity of people like you and the community at large who have uh, helped uh, keep the institution alive through these. Difficult these times, huh? Unparalleled in our history. Yeah. Um, difficult times. And, um, you know, as a nonprofit already operating on very, you know, thin um, budget margins and, you know, having lost, um, you know, so much, so much visitation, everything was down about 72%. Wow. Um, so we've taken this opportunity to, um, you know, try to control the things we can, you know, downsizing was something that we had to do. Mm -hmm. Um the, t the school groups are finally coming back, which Thank is goodness. wonderful. Yes. And, um, you know, we predict it's still going to take probably into 2023 for us to fully recalibrate and, and, you know, serve like once we have. But we're also taking this opportunity to 
I guess, recalibrate and serving in different ways sure. than we already have. Well, I want to follow up on that in a minute. Bob, do you all have school groups that come in and tour at NASA? Well, I was talking to Serena previously. We do, we do not, currently COVID's an issue, but sure. also we are in a, a high security area, so yeah. um, it's, it's, we don't do, you can't buy a ticket and take a tour. Uh, we, okay. we have had tours in the past, uh, and we'll have them in the future once some of the settles down, but we, we don't do regular school tours. We, we've had a class or two come through, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Serena makes a great point. If you, if you don't get these kids interested early, right. they, they won't be ready. So these you ask any astronaut today, and they'll tell you they've been enamored with space since grade school and high school so uh, we're real big on stem we we believe in it we we know that's what it takes to get productivity uh the state does a series of things with nasa to, to concentrate on that now y'all have a um, i mean your webpage i found your webpage through lsu i mean and we mentioned lsu and uno are there researchers and scientists at our universities that are directly working with y'all at the nasa facility on the rocket i mean there is there okay. uh, there uh both LSU and UNO both do classes out there on some uh, training equipment that we provide, that the state provides, and it's in our NCAM uh, portfolio. And um, now, granted, in the last two semesters have been, or three semesters have been brutal because of COVID. Yeah. But uh, we, we, we meet regularly, and they will start it back up in the spring semester. But, uh, but there's a lot of research, and our, our equipment is a prioritized for NASA, but it's not always in use so when it's not in use um, outside entities can use it and they do prototype and they do experiment and uh, so the the purpose of that equipment is to further the nasa's priorities but also to further priorities in them in that particular advanced manufacturing space and so the rocket that you're working on right now the artemis yes and it's almost finished is it, it going to go to this, mars the soon? first one is finished we'll be do, building them over and over and over again but wow. the first one is finished Totally cool. And how long does it take to get to Mars? So it's about a seven-month one-way trip. Wow. So it's it's uh, you, there's going to be a, a huge amounts of training <laughs> involved to uh, prepare these astronauts to do it. And the, th- those are heroes. The astronauts are. But I mean, we're really talking about people being able to go there. Oh sure. Soon. Oh, absolutely. So I think one day that, soon. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, your definition of soon versus others, but the the they had this schedule all laid out to 2050. Uh, the year 2050, but in 2032, 2034, and, and those schedules push and evolve. Uh, yeah, man-spaced uh, or, or, or humans will be on our, our rocket to go to Mars. Sure. Fantastic. Sharina, what got you interested in, in the LASM as oh, well, a person? The LASM has always been a big sister to, to where I came from in the Rio Grande Valley at the International Museum of Art and Science where I was director for 10 years. Okay. And so we would always come up to Louisiana for the uh, art exhibitions of our favorite artists and of course to visit the planetarium. Mm-hmm. And, and is it is it I mean the you know the like the mission I guess of a science museum is very different than that of an art museum, right? So how do you balance those two? I mean two very different skill sets and areas of expertise and it's a really good question, Stephanie, and it's so funny because I was just speaking with our board chair, uh, Alexandra Layfield, who um, 
is with Jones Walker, mm-hmm. the, who sponsors the program. And so I wanted to, uh, to you know, thank them. But also, you know, as Synchronicity has it, today is a Synchronicity. We were just speaking about art without science is like having a brain without a left or a right side. <laughs> or like trying to have, you know, a right okay, hand without sure the left hand. Car- okay, it's there. So I think that works. It's so connected. Yeah. It's so connected and it's just that that leap, that bridge that we need to keep telling the story about. Okay, so for instance, Bob here is talking about how this space rocket is being built. Right. To go to Mars and 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 take people. Well, there's designers, there's engineers, there's people in technology, there's people doing math. It all informs and shapes each other, our lives, and the world. And that's what we're drilling home. Yeah, that's great. How many kids are coming through the museum these days? Well, we've gone from about 174,000 a year to uh, about 72% less. 72% less. you know... We're looking forward to the spring, 2022. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Serena Pandos of the LASM and Bob Futiker of the National Center for Advanced Manufacturing. Bob, I suppose most of your funding comes through the NASA budget from the federal government? So, uh, of course, the NASA program budget comes through the federal government. Sure. The, uh, the equipment that we run through our partnership uh, was uh, funded by the state of Louisiana, and it we charge rent on those machines uh, to cover costs and spares and repairs. The great machines you were telling us about at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, advanced manufacturing equipment, okay. and so they cast off revenue, and so it's a self-funded uh, program, so it doesn't need any additional, uh, to operate, it doesn't need any additional uh, funding or revenue, although we do uh, search and go after grants mm-hmm. and public funds or funds available uh, to enhance the portfolio to try to keep up with the latest and greatest, or we like to think create the yeah. latest and greatest to uh, make our portfolio very, very productive. And so who got us this machine? You said it was in the early 2000s. Yeah, was so this state, Mary Landrew or was this a- No, no, it was state. Uh, it, uh, well, let me let's see. In 2000, she may have been in the state, so I better I watch my Congress. memory. But well, um, the state legislature... Uh, has been funding it now uh both mary as senate senator and all the senators and congressmen have been phenomenal help going uh through the years and and we're looking forward to them right now with the current economic development agency programming so uh we're we're, we use state funding we use uh uh, federal funding and then the machine does what exactly like a welding it is it's called welding it's called friction stir welding Mm -hmm. but it's phenomenally advanced and what it does is it melds two metals together in a bond and so it literally doesn't weld it bonds it they stir the molecules of the metals and they interact and next thing you know they form a bond that makes a seal that's better than welding. And I guess you need that because of the pressure and everything Absolutely. in space, you, right? You, you want it, a rocket is basically fuel tanks, a motor, a luggage compartment, and a travel compartment, right? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so you want your fuel tanks uh, safe and secure, mm-hmm. and you want them as light as possible and as strong as possible. Mm-hmm. So, the, and if you can save on weight and increase strength then you can take that much more weight up with you so you can take luggage with you, so to speak, so equipment. 
Fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty the, fun. The latest and greatest. Serena, w what are some of the new things that you all have? Uh, not not time-sensitive exhibits, but, I mean, I know the mummy is always a big thing. What, what are some of the things that you all have going on at the museum that you're most proud of? Well, right now we have 15 different planetarium shows Fantastic. running through uh, September and October. So we try to get new shows in um, every quarter or so. Uh, we also have four art exhibitions on view, which connect to um, a lot of the shows that are running in the planetarium. So we try to build that um, cross-curriculum experience. Uh, and there's seven events going on. But like in terms of just philanthropy in general, I know it's so hard. You mentioned being a nonprofit and so many nonprofits are struggling right now in the wake of COVID. How, you know, how are y'all going about, you know, generating those philanthropic dollars? And how is the donor community responding to the need of something like the LASM, just in general terms? Well, well we have to make the ask, mm -hmm. right? So it's not going to just fall off. It's not going to just fall off yeah. the trees. So the most important thing is the ask. Yeah. The second most important thing is... Is it attractive? Is it appealing? Does it go with our mission? Mm -hmm. And so the two major projects that we're working on within the next few years mm -hmm. are to leverage this crown jewel in our community and light it. Nice. Light the dome, light the museum. Every single year up through 2025, there's an anniversary. Right. Wow. The second project is to uh, revamp or, uh, update the children's hands-on areas, mm -hmm. the makerspace. People want to come to museums and participate. Yeah, uh, They want to create. They want to take away. They want to have an ownership of a space that this is part of my social community, my creativity, um, much like what we're doing with a new program with uh, the CPRA, where we take the kids to the water model. Oh, that's fantastic. On the water campus. Then sure. they come back, do a hands-on experiment, make something, see a planetarium show related. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could do that with with Bob, right. visit, the, <laughs> visit right. the rocket, see something, make something, you know, we, with the hands-on. I, I, just, I just love what art and science do for each other. And I love this community that does so much for it too. And Baton Rouge really loves the LISM. I mean, they, yeah. they really, it's a- We have an incredible really board. We have an incredible advisory council, uh, an incredible city parish. I mean, it's, it's just palpable how much support there is. And it really just flowed. Mm -hmm. Once we asked, mm -hmm. it flowed. That's good. That's good. And it's the whole experiential thing is so different. Because, I mean, when we were growing up, you went to a museum, you read a little card under the little thing that you were looking at, and then you moved on. But today, it's, it is about the hands-on. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to experience. So I guess you need to rethink the way you do things. We absolutely do. And that's the part of this big project that's called The Seed. Mm -hmm. the, we're revamping the um, Discovery Depot and the Science Station area into those hands-on uh, maker space, uh, take and make, make and take, uh, for whole family audiences, uh, ages seven and up, okay. right? So seven, seven and up with the parents, grandparents, um, and once again, you know, coming back to not only a well-rounded education and lifetime experiences for community building, but also that workforce development, which is so essential for our future leadership. Yeah, it really, really is.
How many people work at, at your facility? Speaking of workforce, um, Bob? you know, uh, of course, COVID has restricted yeah. a lot of the on-site stuff. But in the heyday, uh, easily thirty-five hundred or so will go in and out of the campus on a given day. Wow! And and our program, the, the Artemis program, is a twenty-four-seven, three-shift. Uh, they're working on so, it 24-7. But there's other things going on on campus. And Way back sure. once upon a time, there was as many as 10,000 a day. But uh, with technology and different programs, it's it's still a, quite a bit of people. So the Artemis rocket, though, is is being built specifically for astronauts to ride in. That's this correct. isn't an unmanned rocket. That's right. We do not... The interesting thing is at that facility, they do not build unmanned rockets. Because we NASA. have sent unmanned rockets to Mars. And, oh, right? sure, sure. Yeah. Those and, are and built then in several other places. Some of them have our, had not our, so since, su- since the beginning of NASA, mm-hmm. uh, our facility has built manned rockets for astronauts. And, of course, many were built out of there. Space Everyone. shuttle and, the, and all of them, the Apollos. Yep. It, even a Gemini uh, parcel or two, but all the Apollos. And if you come down... Uh, there's a, a hallway, what we call uh, Hedro's Way, that's a corridor of nothing but uh, memorabilia of the astronauts and the different uh, flights, and it's really kind of cool. Do the astronauts ever come to Every NASA? time. Really? Time. Every astronaut all the time. All the it's, time? Like, it's very, how often? It's very cool. Uh, they want to see what, how their machine's being built. Yeah. They want uh, to inspect it. They want to investigate it. They come in. They're incredibly generous. They're brilliant people. They're not just flight people they are incredibly well-trained people and it's you know it's significant selection process and yeah we we see a number of them it's it's they wear their blue jumpsuits and uh it's pretty cool it's not very very cool cool. no that's very very cool and i guess they want to make sure that that metal is really getting melted (laughs) and then it's very very a lot of safety checks right so you have to get them to go visit the LASM. And you Absolutely. Could really, and, uh, and, and, you know, they have an astronaut that. core, which uh, you can call on, and, and they'll come see you. I love it. And, and do you all ever have visiting astronauts or well, space people? Well, uh, we were just, we were just, we hit it off immediately when we met each other, oh, Bob and I, between the, the, the spacesuit twins that we look like. Um, one of our educators is actually a NASA solar ambassador. Okay. And so uh, when you meet Linda Gaucher, she's also a retired school teacher, but she is a bona fide NASA solar ambassador. And that's basically, she's got the credentials of being a volunteer for NASA to help, uh, help audiences discover the work that NASA's doing um, That's great. And so that very we we very much have that that direct lineage already, and I can't wait to see what we do uh, in the future with with uh, since the result of this yeah. meeting. No, that's fantastic. And Bob, I just want to be clear: how soon do we think that Artemis is going to go up with astronauts in it? So I think the schedule for astronauts is uh, 2024, maybe. That soon? Oh yeah. That's just yep. a couple of years away. Yep. Not far. Uh, you know, those schedules move around. Uh, they'll do the first test, uh, like I said, in the next six months. Uh, That's amazing. And then they'll really get cranked up on a schedule. We're, we're building number two and three rockets right now at the, okay. at the facility. So astronauts will be pretty soon. we got to tell the story more. I mean, so that people in Louisiana that, that, realize this. That facility this. is a well-kept secret. I mean, it really is. It, it shouldn't be. I know, I know. And with all of the vulnerabilities, hurricanes, climate change, I know you mentioned early on that it survived Katrina, but 
is it is it safe there down it's, in the tip of New Orleans? It's East? incredibly safe. Matter of fact, where our spot, we had about 800 acres, give or take, and it's it survived many natural disasters. We even had a tornado three, four years ago. Of course, Ida took our roof to some disrepair, hmm. just, but but it's all repairable. But uh, our facility is is really a desirable area because we we're right where we need to be geographically. We're right where we need to be. Uh, in hurricane resistance. Well, Bob Futiker and Serena Pandos, it's been such a pleasure to have you all here on Out to Lunch today. You both have such great stories to share, and you both sort of represent such wonderful hidden gems in this community, in this state, that I don't think people really appreciate quite enough. So good luck in your future endeavors, and we will be following your progress very anxiously. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot, Stephanie. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Bob Futiker of the National Center for Advanced Manufacturing and Serena Pandos of the Louisiana Art and Science Museum. We edited this show to fit into the time slots here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about the National Center for Advanced Manufacturing and the LASM by listening to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts. You can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at at acro, that's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. Our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out, Out to, to Lunch. Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.